The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Discretion is advised. Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate podcast. And we are missing a podcaster. We misplaced Robin somewhere. Do you remember where? I have no clue. Usually I don't know where Robin is. But we found another podcaster. That's even scarier. Which is? Kuma. Hi, Kuma. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone in podcast land. I I, I don't think I'm going to talk. This is Alexis, just in case you wondered who the other voice was. Uh, Well, how's everybody's week been? Yeah? There's a week? Yes, it's been a week. And believe me, it's been a fucking week for me. So, it's been, uh, eh, eh. For me, how about you, Alexis? I've had a great week. Oh, that's well. That's that's good to know. Of course, it's com- in comparison to other weeks that have I been mean, really sucky. <laughs> and and how's your week been? It's been all right. All right, just just all right. But you've been like touring all over the yeah. fucking nation. Yeah. God dang. So, um, oh man. So I. You know, if, if you can believe it, um, I am done with talking about upcoming primaries for August. Now, we do have upcoming primaries for September, if you can believe it. Oh, I was hoping you were done with talking no. about upcoming primaries. Can, can you believe it? So there's primaries in September and November. Can you believe it? November. Could you imagine having a November primary? Well, that way you don't get a whole lot of this general election campaigning. (laughs) I sort of like the idea. I mean, you know, we've had people campaigning for the general election since January. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, uh, fortunately, we only have four places that have a September primary, and that's Rhode Island, New York, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. So you have primaries coming in on uh, in September, and what that means is that you need to register and you need to vote. And if you need help registering, uh, you can go to the Trans Advocate and right there on the Trans Advocate. Wait, uh, wait, on the Trans Advocate? On the Trans Advocate. Right, right, like right at the top or something? Yes, right at the top. It. In fact, I should take we a look have at this little website. thing that says... Uh, what does it say? Today it says 80 days until the U.S. president. Uh, ah, shit. It says 80 days until the U.S. election. Register to vote at the trans advocate. So you can register right there. Um, a lot of states have online re- registration. Um, we do not here in Texas, but it will take you through that process. And just FYI, since we're talking about the trans advocate site... Uh, there's a couple of new features that I would like to talk about. New features? Yes, new features. Uh, uh, ooh, tell us more. Yes. <laughs> does, does this mean we're going to have to change servers again? <laughs> no. God damn it. No. <laughs> God, Just thought I'd no. check. Oh, please, no. So um, we have this handy-dandy tool called Locate Your Senators and Representatives. So if you've ever wanted to know who your local, state, and national representatives are, you can go there, enter your address, where we, uh, you know, send that over to the Russian bots. Um, Damn it, I wasn't supposed to say that. But 
You can enter in... It's Ukrainian. Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that makes it okay, right? So uh, you can enter in your um, address. You click this thing. It says find. And oh my goodness, John Cornyn represents me. Aren't you lucky? Who yes, else, I'm who, super who else represents you? Lucky. Let's see. We're starting uh, to localize Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz oh. represents me. You, you have two wonderful people yes, that we very, really like to not elect again, but whatever. <laughs> very lucky. I have Jean Green, Sylvia Garcia, and Marianne Perez. Well, Sylvia Garcia is going over to a different. <laughs> in fact, she almost resigned. Yes. But didn't quite. <laughs> you know, that, that's something I find really interesting. And I'm wondering why the wording she used was used. I mean, she did her resignation so they could schedule a special election to coincide with the general election. So we wouldn't mm -hmm. have to have yet another election. We've had them sort of weekly, it seems like, in Texas. <laughs> but what she said was she said she intends to resign. Oh, intends. Oh, okay. And, so this was an announcement of her intention. Well, that's what she sent to the governor. Okay. And then after receiving it, the governor's office and whoever does that said, uh, I don't think that's a resignation. That's <laughs> just an intent I'm thinking resign. about maybe. <laughs> and and, and I, I, I agree with them. The wording that was in there is, is an intent, not right. doing it. And so now the worry is that they won't be able to schedule a special election and they'll have to have a, another special election right after the big election just so we can have... More elections. I think we just oh, love having man. more elections. I, I, seriously, after this year, well, hell, after this year, let's see, what kind of elections can we, do we have a break from elections after like? Yeah, for about two months. Then we have city elections. God damn. Wow. Okay. And the city elections aren't as important nationally certainly and there generally aren't as many candidates but they make up for it in rhetoric shall we say yes. <laughs> i mean the city elections are very exciting if you yes. believe the people well so we added an events calendar and this is an international events calendar to the trans advocate so um right now it's full of a whole lot of uh houston centric stuff because you know i we're we're in houston um but there are some events coming up that uh like there's one in germany um some other thing i don't know nothing, some nothing in the uk I mean, um, what are those people doing over there actually i think that there is one oh, in okay. the uk <laughs> i'm gonna say because um, they started oh, posting articles oh it is it's uh so it's in uh uh, the 8th. Oh, did they start posting articles? Well, something's out there. Yeah, so as you know, we have the new division, the UK Trans Advocate Division and the Australia Trans Advocate Division to join the... Holy shit, you're right. They are. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've actually got uh, stories up. Wow, excellent. Good deal. Wow. I and knew I, something before Kristen did about the trans did. advocate. Holy wow. crap. You know, that's it. My week's made. I'm going home. Oh, I am home. <laughs> Hang on. Well, yeah. So, well, let's see what if they... Uh-oh. Uh now we're into people. Kristen reading the stuff that's out there. Yeah. So let's see what if the Australian people have started I didn't see any from them last night. Let's see. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what about trans advocate Brazil? 
So Trans Advocate Brazil is live, has been live for, uh, they're like our and, first And there's ones. lots of stuff out there in Portuguese. Yes, in Portuguese. <laughs> and it's, it's fine Portuguese from all I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> not that, knowing, that, not speaking I, Portuguese or reading it. I'm, I'm, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what Australia does with their Trans Advocate. I, I don't a, know that I'll be able to read it. It's quite difficult Something yeah, that, about shrimps and Barbies or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, some some of their words. I'm like, okay, that means what? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I might. And now I can't do an Australian accent. Like I try to do one, and it turns into a pirate immediately. <laughs> it, I'm it like, does. Mickey. No, no, that's not right. Because <laughs> there's rumors that you know there might be a Japanese trans advocate, but I I don't know. I'm working sure. on it. Ah, okay. <gasps> Kuma, you're working I'm on working getting on a it. trans advocate. Well, we can actively work on it now because we have server space. <laughs> That's <Woo>! right. <laughs> you know, oh, up, up until a week or two ago, if you'd said we're going to add it, I'm like, where? <laughs> yeah, we had no space. Like, <laughs> but that's okay. God. Yeah. And so, it wasn't just needing more memory or CPU. That was okay. It was files. <laughs> we definitely have a lot of files in the transaction. <laughs> so um, I guess what I wanted to do right now is uh, we have uh, Kuma here. And you, you showed up for a reason, didn't you? I did. Did you? Oh, you you just me. showed up to say like hi and hang out with us. Of I know course. you did. Uh, no, I was actually requested to come by. Oh, and, by whom? Uh, by we need to punish whom? them. Oh, well, they might like. I it. mean, <laughs> I might be okay with that. Also, uh, it's totally consensual. Uh, so I helped organize a protest. And and who are you with? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, I don't know how to answer what that. Is it? The, Big long breath. The uh, Houston Intersex Society is that yes, correct? Yes, the Houston so, Intersex Society. Um, so where was the protest? So the protest was in Chicago. Ah, uh, this is like interstate. Interstate sure. across protest. state lines sure. too. Whatever. Cross state lines to incite a riot. That's, that's no, what happened, No, no, right? no. There was no riot incitement. <laughs> there wasn't. That was, I mean, it was, it was really well organized. So what happened is in Chicago uh, this year, there was an intersex conference. And that meant that several intersex people would be uh, in Chicago at the same time. Mm-hmm. And in Chicago, there is the Lurie Children's Hospital, which uh-huh. is actively doing uh, intersex genital mutilation surgeries. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed very convenient, since there were many, many intersex people going to be in the same city right. to organize protest. So I worked with the Intersex Justice Project. So it was the Houston Intersex Society, uh-huh. which uh-huh. is myself and Mo Cortez, collaborating with Intersex Justice Project, uh-huh. which is uh, Pidge Bogonis and uh, Sean Saifa Wall. Mm-hmm. And we went in. We went into Chicago a few days before the conference, uh, worked together to build some big banners. We, oh we had, so we had it's actually like, been... Seriously, the stuff that you had there was amazing. I think I mentioned that before on the podcast. Like, the pictures you sent... 
Amazing. So it was something that we had actually, you know, when I talk about it, and I say, oh, we, we showed up like a few days early. We had actually been working on it for months ahead of time oh. through phone calls and Skyping. Mm-hmm. Um, Mo is actually my roommate. So that, oh, that made so it a little bit easier for, for us on our end. Uh, so we, we had several conversations and there was a lot of planning mm-hmm. and reaching out to different organizations. Um, we talked with other activists, got some feedback, uh, tried to create schedules and plans of action. We talked to folks who had done other protests. Um, I was actually really inspired by um, Betsy Driver, who mm-hmm. is kind of the the creator of Intersex Awareness Day, mm-hmm. which is in October, but it's a kind of honoring what is more or less the intersex community's Stonewall moment, I guess, which was in 1996 Uh at an Academy of uh, Boston Academy of Pediatrics conference, Mm -hmm. two groups, uh, Hermaphrodites with Attitude and Mm -hmm. the Transsexual Menace Mm -hmm. worked together to hold a protest. No, they didn't. No, no. Intersex people and trans people hate each other. Yeah, we keep uh, that, being told I, that by, I, I, by people I, who aren't either, by the way. I, I saw that on Twitter a lot. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that couldn't have happened. Because Twitter's right. All the time. Yeah, wait, oh. wait, hold on. But Am I not correct that Twitter is the preferred communications method for our current president? Of course. Right and our current president do not work together. Just got to say <laughs> well, that. You know, there, there you go. You know, it's on yeah. Twitter. That Twitter is correct. Everything else is fake news. So therefore, you're fake news, Kuma. <laughs> I, it's true because I am I am intersex and also trans. No, can't be. Ha- no, no. And, you and, say and that. I don't exist. And, and the three of us hate each other. Exploding right now. And, and the four of It's us not in- like it's an intersectional identity that you <laughs> no, can have. No, it's not. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and the four of us, if you include Mo, obviously hate each other. Oh yes. yes. Except not at all. But other than that, it's all fine. <laughs> I've been told that they don't even talk. And I'm like, oh, would yeah. you tell Mo that? I'm tired of answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> Mo asks a lot of interesting questions yes. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of... Uh, okay, so Hermaphrodites with Attitude. What what kind of group was that besides Hermaphrodites with Attitude? Like, what, I mean... It sounds pretty self-explanatory. What, how, yeah. what, so when it was, was a this small like group the, of intersex people who... Okay. Pissed off. It, it, <laughs> okay. it, it, it's yeah. obviously a somewhat old group, given they're using the hermaphrodite term, which right. is no longer used. Um, hermaphrodite is kind of used as a reclaimed term uh-huh. for some people. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing the yeah. queer back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but in general, the okay, term so is I, intersex. I, I spent like 10 years stopping t- using that, and now all of a sudden it's coming <laughs> Yes. Back. Wonderful. <laughs> Just what I need. Yeah. Uh. Uh, well, I mean, I have a I have a show that's called History of a Happy Hermaphrodite, so yeah. I, I totally use it. But when I'm doing presentations and education uh-huh. work, I generally fall back on intersex. Mm-hmm. There's also the term DSD, which is 
Disorders of sexual development. Because you're disordered. Because I'm disordered and need to be fixed. Actually, I, that's I've, I've heard what that they're kind like of going. I, 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 don't you need to be fixed from the fix or from the fix? Of well, yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is I've actually why they, we had our protest. That's what I was going to say. That's like, sort of the protest. An, there's an effort to reclaim DSD as differences uh, instead yes. of disorders. Yes. Is, is that correct? It's like if you change the name of the KKK. It's <laughs> totally not the same thing anymore. <laughs> And, and, you know, I noticed that some of them have changed their hoods to blue. I'm not sure what that means, but... It doesn't, it doesn't quite work like that. Oh, man. Okay, I gotcha. So, <laughs> that makes sense. One of the things that Betsy Driver had said was that to make a change, like, all it really takes is two people in a phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have more people, it works better. <laughs> works better. Uh, and I was really, really, like, inspired by that. Because Mo and I really have done a lot in Houston, just two people in a oh, phone hell call. Oh, yeah. Um, and so to, like, work with folks in other cities no, as well. So I, Pidge is in Chicago and Saifa is in Atlanta, I believe. I, I want to pause and, you know, you, you just blew by this concept. Oh, yeah, we've been able to do a lot. And just kind of zip by that. Mm-hmm. Like, Don't make me know. talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the work that y'all have been able to do is fucking amazing. I mean, it really... Ha- Here in Texas, you got a bill introduced. Right. An intersex bill introduced and, in Texas. And it right. got into committee, at least. Right. Which, Hell yeah. which, which for Texas usually doesn't happen for three years. Right. Yeah, like, or three or six years. We're Can working on another that? one. Can you ah, my mind is blown. And, you know, one of, one of the cool things, uh, and we've talked about this before, but as you said, it doesn't take a ton of people. What it mm-hmm. takes is a, you just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have support around you that helps when you need help. And it just all of a sudden starts happening. And you're like, wow, uh, I think this is good. But then you've managed to get Intersex Awareness Day, like, recognized as a thing here. And, yes. you know, you so got a you've proclamation. Done, I mean, yeah. you know, um, I was somebody even told me that maybe the city hall was weird colors or something that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sort of matched the intersex colors. Yeah. So what's, how, how the hell did you get the the town hall to light up in intersex colors? We contacted people and asked them to do it. <laughs> uh, really, it's it kind of boils down to we're not afraid of being told no, and uh-huh. we'll keep asking until uh-huh. we get you know. <laughs> eventually, you know, if if mm-hmm. that doesn't work, we'll you know wow. move on to the next thing or whatever. But we were able to get Houston City Hall illuminated. And then it was like after that was done, they were like, "That's the first government building that's ever been illuminated." Yeah, exactly. For Intersex Awareness Day, and we're like, "All right, that's cool." So last year, well, uh, it's not just cool; it's fucking amazing. <laughs> Mind well, you, let's go back to the fact we're in Texas. Okay. We are in Texas. <laughs> but so last year, we found out that in Australia, they were able to get bridges illuminated. Oh, we have bridges, oh, which cool. is, and and I think that's kind of the weird thing is that like I. People can't really see me, but like when people start talking about me, I start like crawling into my little hermit crab shell. I just start getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I thought Uh, you were doing the snail thing. But I guess the little snail shell. Uh, But I'm actually more excited about like 
oh, great, Australia's doing it too kind of thing. <laughs> this is fantastic. Like, what if, what if, like, cities around the world start, you know, joining in with something that you started to show solidarity with the intersex community? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intention, I guess. Uh, so you you were so, saying like, there was something you wanted to talk about that we've cut you off at yes. least three times. Yeah, every time you I was supposed this, to so talk were... about this like group thing that we've done, not so, about. Okay, so now that we've established <laughs> yeah, that but, you but are you, fucking you've been amazing. on a podcast before, you and, know it doesn't run literally. But and you were talking about the intersex community's uh, Stonewall moment, right? With uh, hermaphrodites with attitude and transsexual menace. menace. Yes. Yes. I like their names. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do too. Like so, I I really like how powerful they sound and mm-hmm. just like both of them to me ha- give off this this air of we give no fuck. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, I, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, I, I keep seeing that. With other, attitude and menace. Like, that's yeah, right. the, the trans side of this is and like Kate the, Bornstein. You right. Know? And it's, it's, it's like, the you know, words that even make people within the community uncomfortable and pay attention. So, yep. I mean, we were, we were definitely inspired by that mm-hmm. um, and worked to. Put together a protest. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Pigeon Cypher had done a protest at Lori Children's months prior, I believe in mm-hmm. October. Okay. And there was a pretty good turnout. They live streamed it. And, but we really wanted to take advantage of the fact that there would be so many intersex folks mm-hmm. already in the city. We reached out to people. We were able to get some folks to change their flights and come in mm-hmm. a day early. Oh, fantastic. Um, there's an um, intersex politician. It's actually Betsy Driver, mm-hmm. who will be, uh, I believe she's going to be running for mayor of somewhere soon. Of wherever it is she <laughs> I know, is. Not, I'm, somewhere. I'm somewhere. I love being there. But I'm going to say her name a few more times. Ready? Betsy Driver. So she, this is how awesome she is. Uh, she flew in mm-hmm. just for the protest. Oh, wow. Like, showed up that day and then, like, flew out to go do, you know, whatever. Did but, you- like, that's how important this was, was that she recognized it and was like, I'm coming in town mm-hmm. just for this. Mm-hmm. And she was there. And that is incredible to me, like, to 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 make it that much of a priority and to recognize... Um, this was, as far as we know, the largest gathering of intersex people for a protest. We had over 20 believe it. Yeah. intersex people there. And with family and friends and spouses and allies, there were over 70 people oh, yeah. present for the protest. Mm-hmm. We had um, camera crews. There were some journalists there, photographers there. Um we made a point for several different people in the community to speak. Um, I created an art piece. Oh, man. Uh, that, that was called Intersex Welcome Mat, which was a very large, uh, I want to say four foot by six foot uh, piece of canvas that had mm-hmm. newborn size mm-hmm. baby diapers attached to it that had red paint symbolizing blood on mm-hmm, the inside of mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so we unfolded it and I, I talked a little bit about it and then we laid it down at the front doors of the hospital. Um, and Man. what Saifa said was amazing. He was I'm like, like getting chills. Yeah. And about he was like, you know, we're not picking is. this up. Like if this is something you're ashamed of, you can pick it up. And I was like, yes. Oh my God. Uh, but then because they were like, uh, um, well, we don't, I don't want us to like end up with a ticket for littering or for, um, Oh, vandalism or whatever when when one of the hr ladies came out uh-huh. like at the end she was uh-huh. like well what do you want to you know what do you want to do with this or whatever and so i was like we're not picking it up and then it was like talk to kuma that's kuma's thing talk to kuma so i said actually it's a donation um this is for you and uh this is what the value is uh there were 32 diapers on it so i said it was worth 3200 dollars mm-hmm. and i said uh so you can it's a donation. Well, I so mean, that's the value of it for tax purposes, and you can do whatever you want with it. And she was pissed, and I was like, yes. <laughs> "Oh my god, because <laughs> it's a donation!" So excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That, yeah, that, oh, that's, that's so I mean, that, good. <laughs> it is. It's just like, yep. There you go. Ooh. Oh my god, that's so amazing. <laughs> so, um okay, so intersex genital mutilation. What the hell is that? So, if anyone is not familiar with what intersex is, mm-hmm. intersex is when someone is born with anatomical, hormonal, or chromosomal traits that makes their body somewhere in between what is considered stip- typical for male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, this is noticeable at birth. For mm-hmm. other people, it shows up uh, during puberty or mm-hmm. when they don't go through puberty. Some people don't find out that their body is like this until they are having fertility issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically for the people who are born with um, what I call uniquely intersex genitalia, but mm-hmm. what the medical community usually calls ambiguous genitalia, hmm. uh, they will say, we can't figure out if this is a boy or a girl. So <laughs> let's cut their genitals up and make them look what we understand females should look like. Hmm. And then make them take hormones which is the hint that it may right, not have been right, the right direction. Right. Well, and so the other thing is that it's never, usually it's never just one surgery. Uh-huh. These are multiple surgeries. Oh. Surgeries are painful. We also right. know that for children under three years old, putting them under anesthesia anesthesia uh-huh. can cause uh, health issues later on in uh-huh. life. Uh, there's also lots of scarring. Uh, a lot of times these surgeries cause urinary problems. A lot of times there's sexual dysfunction. For a lot of people, they do what's called a clitorectomy, which basically is they just completely remove their clitoris. So they are unable to have sexual pleasure or orgasm when they get older. These surgeries are also like super heteronormative. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people are told that these surgeries are so that they can have sex with their husband when they get older. Mm -hmm. Like whether or not they're going to... uh, identify as um, straight or lesbian or whatever like it's it's always like 
your body must be a receptacle for a penis. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the mindset of it. And, and am I correct that they don't do any extensive testing to figure out what uh, the DNA or the hormone levels or anything like that may be? They just sort of decide, and it almost does, does it. Do they ever do anything to uh, go the male direction? Sometimes they do. So it it really depends on the hospital. Some have what's called gender teams. So they'll have... uh, I just want to pause (laughs) and consider the absurdity of all these highly educated people sitting around... Deciding your gender. Boy, girl, boy, girl. Well, and, and mind you, they haven't been able to decide clearly first shot. So now they're going to bring in a team. Right. <laughs> this is the, right. the team and, of people. And, and so we're, we're basically probably about to do a non-consensual sex change. Right. And, you know, sex change may be a halfway sex change because it may be halfway, but it, it doesn't matter. Right. It's still there. So sometimes people are assigned male. Uh, usually it's in uh, instances where, again, how absurd is this? Like they measure the child's genitalia they measure either they say this is too big to be a clitoris so let's chop it off or this is too small to be a penis so let's chop it off or you know what this is just an undersized penis but it's big enough that we think it should still be a penis so so let's we'll we'll close up their vagina and rip out their uterus kind of thing so there's at times they do uh, do karyotype testing or they'll find out what the chromosomes are. But even then, uh, they may totally disregard what the chromosomes are. And as we know, chromosomes well, don't necessarily exactly. equal certain genders. No, I mean, we, we aren't close to determining exactly what all the different things are. But. Right. So, uh, and I just want to pause. Yeah. Like, I think it was last podcast or the podcast before Alexis, you had said something to the effect that there was some legislator who decided okay we're going to have a bathroom bill and this bathroom bill is going to be based on chromosomes you can right. uh, yeah. based on dna dna right. dna yeah, the, yeah, okay this, this was someone who was getting ready to introduce the bill they uh represent a district that's just a little bit north of houston and so i was getting ready to take a team up to the malls in their area and explain yeah, yeah i get to use every restroom yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and I also, being gender fluid, have, you know, that. But but I was basically going to go up there, and I'd already found some people that would do DNA tests, and we were going to offer to do, to do DNA tests for people going in restrooms because they were going to need it if, if their representative bill passed. And this is just a service, and yes, it cost you this, but we had a pretty good deal on it, actually. And, and you know, I was just going to spend a month sitting up there, tables outside all the restrooms. And, and you know, as a service only because... Yes. You know, if their bill passes, they don't get to go past if it. You know, if they don't have their Unless DNA they have certificates, their paperwork. <laughs> and, and fortunately, or unfortunately, unfortunately for the fun, but fortunately for reality, right. uh, it seems that the Texas legislature decided it was an absurd bill. Right. Well, and also, so you, if you have someone with Turner syndrome who has XO chromosomes, or someone oh, yeah. with mm-hmm. Kleinfelter's who has XXY, well, they, they, or they have to go to the bush. And, and my guess is, if you test a whole lot, you'll find there are others. Right. <laughs> Right, because <laughs> there, there there just hasn't been extensive study done on that. Right. And so with yeah, with like the gender teams, it's doctors and mm-hmm. parents and uh, usually therapists and psychiatrists, and they all sit around at a table 
and decide. So do they wait till the kid can speak? And no. <clears throat> oh, okay. So, so the one so being the kid has no. The input. one being who is impacted most by it doesn't uh-huh. get to say anything. Gets no say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that's the thing. And and the thing with that also is that a lot of times people have experiences where they were told, "Oh, you had a hernia when you were younger." Doctors told us you had a hernia, mm-hmm. or. Doctors will tell parents, if we don't do this surgery right now to remove internal gonads and and to uh, alter the appearance of the external genitalia, your child will get cancer and die. Mm-hmm. And yes, I've, so, I've heard that on yes. many a documentary. Yes. So, so basically, they lie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Now, mind you, that the whole, whole basis <laughs> of like medicine is first do no harm. Mm-hmm. Not this medicine, well, well, it seems. Well, right. I mean, but to whom? Right. I mean, I, I do no harm to our social construction of sex and gender as being a binary, or right. to this baby. I mean, which is more important? Of course, it's the whole cultural construction. Right, and a lot of times, the reiteration for these surgeries is uh, in the frame of the psychological distress that this child is going to have. She's not going to be able to wear a cute bikini. You know, what happens when, you know, kind of thing. And for the parents, like, the, what if your friend changes the baby's diaper? How are you going to explain this? My guess is that the stress for the parents starts when the doctors start telling them horrible things about their new child. Oh, yeah. I would imagine so. And, you know, it seems like that if you just told them the facts and didn't overdo them, they'd be in much less stress. So I I was under the impression, Kuma, that uh, things were getting better and things were changing and they had, you know, the medical community community had decided that it's best to, you know, apply watchful waiting and see how the kid identifies later in life. Is that how things are? Is that how things are going? I would like for that to be true. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, there is no standards of care. Hmm. So that means it's really up to the whim of the doctors and the gender team and the parents. Uh, We are seeing with intersex organizations doing education, we are seeing more parents that are saying no to these surgeries. Mm -hmm. Um, And... We're seeing a lot more young people who are intact, mm-hmm. uh, who are really challenging uh, the whole concept of like, these children are going to have great distress because of their bodies or all of this <laughs> other stuff. And they're, they're growing up and saying, actually, we're fine. Um, hmm. On the other hand, we're also seeing organizations that are created by parents that are uh, very pro-surgery and mm. uh, it, it is really bizarre because even in like when we're doing legislation and doing bills and mm-hmm. stuff they always want to present like both sides and it's all these intersex people saying these are super harmful we're pissed off our mm-hmm. bodies are ours and we should be able to say you know what happens to them and then we have these other organizations of parents saying having surgery on my child was the best decision I ever made for them. And my child is so happy and everything right now. And their child's like four. 
Well, and then, so it's like, well, in, give it 10 years and your child's going to be on our side. Like, <laughs> well, and, and that's what I was going to say. It's sort of like, so where's your child? Can we talk yeah. to them? Right. <laughs> oh, they're not old enough to have any uh-huh. clue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, th- this sounds so much like the, the stuff with, you know, in Africa, removing clitoris and that sort of thing right. that the parents decide to do. And, and it's like, that's just wrong. Any way you look at it. And, and one of the things that, at least the Houston Intersex Society, right? Like, as far as our education and when we're doing bills and things, we're not anti-surgery. If you want surgery, you should totally be able mm-hmm. to access sure. it. Sure, do it later. Right, but we're pro-consent to the surgeries. Like, gotcha. That, well, it, it's like a lot of other things. If you can't consent, it shouldn't happen. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, someone that age, that, you know, a month old or less, they can't consent to anything. And, and I'm not overly so big let on me, the parents. So let me get into the weeds with you on that. So what is what is the appropriate age for, uh, a let's say, a, a trans kid or an intersex kid to consent um, on their body autonomy? Ooh, now there's a question. That is a hard question. Because uh, I should, think it's... Should it be standardized as one number for everyone in every case and every situation? In areas? my opinion, absolutely not. Okay. I that is terrifying to me mm-hmm. because there are when I was 13 mm-hmm. I I was exposed to a lot of things like mm-hmm. my niece is 13 and she is like total opposite like there's no way that even within like my own family seeing how one specific age can be so many different levels uh-huh, of maturity uh-huh. and understanding mm-hmm. about their body I think trying to set it to a certain age is not a good idea as much as like focusing on consent and assent. Like, does this person really, really understand everything that's going on? Mm -hmm. Are they able to make this decision for themselves? And that's difficult. I mean, there's people I know who are in their 20s or 30s that honestly don't know enough to make decisions <laughs> so, for themselves. I mean, I so I've heard some people say, look, you know, when you've got a kid who looks around and everyone else, 12, 13, 14, 15, they're going through puberty. I mean, that's the age that you go through puberty. Well, wouldn't they want to go through puberty at that same time? Or do they want to wait till they're 18, 16, 21 to go through puberty? Is that fair? Can we just skip puberty? It's so (laughs) awful for everybody. That's what I'm holding out for. I just want them to be able to go poof, done. Bam! (laughs) Well, well, actually, you can sort of do that. It's not recommended in a lot of cases for a lot of reasons. So, okay. so But, but we all know puberty basically sucks unless you're really weird. <laughs> I think that brings us back to that yes. dolphin conversation we had yes. a while back. <laughs> so, okay. So, if how would you craft a policy to account for uh, autonomy being defined by one's um, cognitive ability to reason um, this, you know, this is my situation, this is the impact of the choice that I'm going to make, and this is going to be how it may affect the rest of my life, how it may define the rest of my life. You know, 
I'm 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 14 and I'm intersex and I I I think right now I would love a beard, a big man beard that comes down to my knees. Why shouldn't <laughs> I be able to start tea right now? Most 14-year-olds don't have a ZZ Top beard. I think I think in be- in in a 14-year-old saying that Mm-hmm. That in itself of shows course. that they're I, not ready. <laughs> if you don't understand that that's not how it works. I've never, I've seen trans youth go, yeah, I want to go through puberty too. But I've never seen uh, a trans person say, I want a ZZ Top beard, you know, just like all my other friends who have ZZ Top beards in school. I've never seen that. Yeah, mainly because that. The level you're ta- age you're talking about, yeah. they don't have ZZ Top beards. No. Right? Yeah, twenties, yeah. thirties, forties. It, it, ta- it 40s. takes a lot not to be straggly, <laughs> right? And I think, like when we talk about intersex <coughs> surgeries, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily focus on well, when is the right age to to do that or do this or to you know make someone take hormones or anything? Because our focus has always been. We don't really care as long as you're not doing it when they're a baby. Like okay. as long as they're the ones that get to say it. And and that's like the being mm-hmm. completely honest. Our scope right now is mm-hmm. in like critical. What is critical? And it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. quit doing this on babies and children who can't even speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, is there a problem? Because I, I seem to remember that there is with insurance coverage and it not covering after immediately after birth but it will cover at at that point um so our the bill that we did in in texas um the senate bill sb 1342 was specific to children in under state care Mm -hmm. um specifically because both mo and myself that was our experience in Mm -hmm. uh but we do find that a lot of times uh children in the foster care system and children who are about to be adopted, more so with international adoptions, uh, the state will come in and do these surgeries um, prior to a foster or an adoptive parent having access to these children. Who pays for that? Well, the state pays for that. And and so it's really, really shocking that the state is paying for a lot of these surgeries. and that's one of the things that, that we kind of found that it was, um, we were finding that it was not even like insurance, but that the state itself is paying for these surgeries, hmm. which completely. Yeah, just I mean, that, that, probably, that probably also <laughs> explains why your bill could get so far because it, it is ridiculous. You know, yeah. I mean, there's certain things where even if you don't agree with a lot of stuff, you're sort of like, wait a minute, we're paying for all of these? Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Interesting. So so what is all this stuff you brought with you? Oh. Yeah. Um, I well, mean, I've been sitting here wondering what it was our, ever since we started. But our folks who can't see. But, need, but, but, but I bet we could some way or other get pictures and put yes. it on the Trans Advocate. Yes. I don't know. Ooh. So one of the things that we uh, made were these amazing T-shirts so there, is we, that a rose or what it is It is that? a rose. So okay. um, Pidge put out a call for folks who could not be in Chicago, but who wanted to participate to submit art. Mm-hmm. And we would put them on posters. Uh, one of the things that was submitted was this image of a purple rose inside the uh, purple intersect circle. 
And so it's a yellow background t-shirt that has that image, and it says, End Intersex Surgery. Uh, and the underneath says, Intersex Justice Project. And on the back... It says a lot of things. It does. Like, it says, says Lori, which is the name of the children's hospital. Stop violating the human rights of intersex kids. It's 2018. Do better. Ooh. Signed, former patients. Oh, hell. Wow. Uh, and to put that in perspective, uh, Pidge, the person who kind of headed this, mm-hmm. um, actually had um, their surgery was done at Lori Children's Hospital. Oh, wow. And so this was a very, very That's cool. personal thing for, for Pidge, more so than, than for the rest of us. Like, wow. Everyone who kind of spearheaded this project had some sort of non-consensual body-altering mm-hmm. surgery done. My experience is very different. Mine was done as a teenager mm-hmm. um, through a lo- long court order, long, complicated process. Anyway, for Mo, it was done. Uh, CPS got involved in his uh, situation. For Saifa, it was done when, when he was an infant as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. There's also this poster... Let me see if I can get the. There we go. That sound of an We're opening. We're unrolling up. a poster upside down. Yes. Now okay, it's right, now side, it's right up. side up. And so this poster is yellow and purple, and in the middle has a pair of white scissors that looks like it's cutting it in half. The top part says "female genital mutilation?" Question mark. Banned in 1996. Mm. The bottom part says "intersex genital mutilation?" Question mark. Happening here in 2018. And this was that, that's my what favorite would, poster. Yes, I like that. That's, that's what I was fantastic. referring to when, because I was thinking it had been banned worldwide, yeah. essentially, by agreement, uh, the female genital mutilation. And then we that's, have... That's amazing. I mean, that's really good. There's also this other one that fell on the floor. So, I'm a, does, does that mean that it's special? It just means I had to go away from the mic for a second. Okay, here's the unrolling. You like to unroll them upside down, I see. I can't oh, see them when like, they're rolled up. Okay, so. So this is the one that I made, and it says, My body's not the problem, surgeries are. Oh, fantastic. In purple. In purple on a yellow poster board. Fantastic. I mean, I, this, this is amazing. And did you bring these to just talk about or donate to the oh, archive? Oh, they are being donated to the archive. <laughs> There's a few more yes. uh, items. So a friend of, of Saifa who came, she we showed up a little bit early. So the, the reason that we chose uh, Lori Children's in addition to them actively doing these surgeries, they were holding a CME, so continuing Uh, medical mm -hmm. education um, there. And for a place that actively does these surgeries to be holding CME specifically around intersex for these uh, medical providers uh, tells us that they're going to be teaching... uh, these medical providers, things that are not best practices and right. not patient-centered. So Saifa's friend was able to just walk in, and she has a, a very specific look about her. Uh, even though she was wearing one of these shirts, mm-hmm. like she put a, a jacket on and like buttoned it up and mm-hmm. walked in and went to the receptionist and was like, oh, I'm here for this uh, CME thing, and uh, can you tell me where it is? And the lady was like, 
um, what is it about? And so she kind of was like, well, it's for these um, kids and they can't really tell when they're younger and, and just kind mm. of went in a roundabout way. And apparently that was good enough for the, <laughs> for the receptionist to be like, oh, yeah, this this person you know, is, is here for, for the thing. Obviously needs more help. Uh, <laughs> more and so she wrote her a day pass, like having no, showing no credentials, oh. no ID, <laughs> nothing. Would just like looked at her and was like, yeah, this is totally a, a, a medical a doctor, provider. Yes, definitely. And so gave her this clip on day pass and like she went in and oh, then like fantastic. walked out. And so she has given me that day pass, but I did not oh, bring it with me. Um, I also have uh, another shirt and some more um, little flyer things. So oh, man. Thank you so much. I'm mean, excited. That's amazing. God. Y'all have been getting a lot of good exposure, I think. You know, I mean, this year and last year's Pride Parade, you were certainly present, mm, to say the yes. least. <laughs> and mm. the most, I think the most exciting about this last Pride was, um, in prior years, it has just been Mo and myself with our uh-huh. little, uh-huh. Our, our sad little banner that I made on a, uh, out of a tarp <laughs> and some bamboo yeah. and our little posters and just t-shirts that we drew on. Uh-huh. And so this past year, like I made uh, snail shells for us to wear, like purple and yellow. They kind of look like backpacks and then little antennas, uh, snail antenna balls. And we had a doctor hold our banner, like a a supportive doctor hold our banner. And we had a lot of allies come. So instead of having just us, like we actually had a significant size group. We had oh, folks excellent. come in from uh, Beaumont to walk with us. Yeah, so. we got we got flags too. Oh. Yes, and we had an intersex flag. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, I want to take a break and remind folks of a couple of things. When we come back, we're going to talk about the news and do hot takes. Takes, takes, takes. We've been trying to talk her out of that, but no, it's <laughs> hot takes. Takes, takes, takes. If you're trans, intersex, or genderqueer, and are a victim of a disaster, we can help with our Trans Disaster Relief Fund. And if you're going to college, university, or trade school, you can apply for one of our scholarships. Located in Houston, Texas, we hold weekly support group meetings and run the only community-owned transgender archive that's open to the public. Also, please keep in mind that our 2018 Houston Transgender Unity Banquet will be held Saturday, September 15, 2018. If you'd like to learn more about any of this, just go to transadvocate.com. Hey, anyway. folks, we're back. And uh, so... And we've already talked about all the neat stuff yeah, while we so were yeah. gone. So, you so, know, sorry, the rest of it is just... Talk to you up. later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so, um, okay, in How to Be an Asshole News. So, Tucker Carlson. Tucker. Does Tucker still wear the, like, bow tie... Is that still his thing? Okay, I don't watch Fox News very often, but the last time I watched, which was probably two or three days ago, flipping through, I thought I saw a bow tie. Yep. Oh, what a dick. Okay, so Media Matters uh, reports Tucker Carlson and a guest claim that, uh, uh, oh, Christine Halquist won gubernatorial primary because of transgender privilege transgender privilege everyone you know i want some yes uh so they're talking in uh chadwick chadwick can you imagine 
Hi, I'm Chadwick, and I have opinions about trans people. So Chadwick says, you're absolutely right to acknowledge Hallquist's transgender privilege. She can get away with many, many things by being transgender. Who knows if that's even how she, maybe she won her primary that way. But while the entire country is fixated on the fact that she's transgender, nobody knows anything about her policies. So, yeah, that's my how to be a dick uh, news segment. But wait, you know, if there are significant people who think that because you're transgender, you're privileged and you have a lot of privilege. Yes. I'm not sure we should argue that point. I mean, I, I think I, we should embrace it almost. Yeah. Now, it's like, excuse me, I'm coming trans- through. I have privilege. <laughs> exactly. Now, I haven't seen it. <laughs> now, I'm just going to start exercising it. Like whenever I'm in the grocery line, I'll just push through. Excuse me, I'm a tranny. Get out of my way. I'm privileged. Tucker Carlson says so. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about your anger issues. <laughs> or at least your oh, volume ball. in arguing. Stress <laughs> ball. Stress ball. Yeah, because, okay. you know, it, it, yes. it's one of those things, you know, it, it, it's like, it's one of the things we're doing well these days is claiming everybody has privilege. Yeah, whoopee. <laughs> I mean, I happen to think that everybody but me has privilege. I think everyone else these days does too. But then they point out that, you know, I have privilege. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I need more. Because uh, it's obviously not quite enough. So, But, uh, but I, I, you know, to, to some degree, I mean, there was a point a couple of years ago when all of a sudden I was actually very concerned. Because every mm. time you turned on television, there was another thing that was advertising the fact that they had a transgender person in it. And I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. Uh, it's going to be, there's a trans person everywhere, and you have to have your token trans person. Oh, yes. And, and then what's going to happen is you're going to get people who think it's neat to be a trans person. <laughs> now we have to sort out whether... <laughs> Sorry, I just choked on myself. <laughs> oh, did you just I've say already... <laughs> people would say... What, what did you just say? That, it, that it's neat to be a trans person. I it's want to be a trans neat. person. It's swell to be a trans Absolutely. person. Absolutely. That needs to be a t-shirt. I'm, I, I'm inspired and I want to make a 1950s PSA. <laughs> exactly. And that's what it is. And, and hey, you know, because, <laughs> because you start hearing people who sort of like... They they think that it's it's really cool, so they're going to be a trans person this week. And oh, I've heard okay. I've heard that statement actually said, and I'm like, you know, if I've, you're I've, that dedicated, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, I'm sort of like you're saying, I'm I'm sort of okay, but in general, the, this week doesn't work. It, it sort of is or isn't. And, and I think between the two of us, right, oh, yeah. like being. Rather gender fluid, yes. like that's even difficult for us. Oh, yeah. Like I it, can't it, just—it's a freaking pain because for some reason, you know, my fluidity frequently doesn't go with what I need to be. <laughs> Someone's like, "So what version?" I say this, and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's not going to work today." Okay, now now what I have to do is, is, is play the be not me, which is really wonderful. But yeah, and and you know, it, and it's interesting because this is like we're now the neat thing to be. Well. I don't really like that. I mean, but who I, I, I get that like anti-trans people will say that we're now the neat things to be, uh, you know. OK, you know, you look at the whole Caitlin thing. This was to make it neat. And well, if you, that's bombed. <laughs> yeah, but initially it didn't. I mean, I got news for you. I know tons of people who would just love to have done that photo shoot with, you know, the, the, the million dollar photo shoot. So you look good for a magazine cover. 
I got news for you. Anybody can look good with enough makeup and a good enough photographer. Photoshop. <laughs> Absolutely, positively, my favorite pictures of me are photoshopped <laughs> by someone who's really good at it. <laughs> I keep wanting to find someone else that really is good, as good as that. But, but you know, and, and suddenly it's like, oh, well, this happened like overnight because that's sort of the impression that was given, even though it didn't. And then you see every television show has a trans character and people are thinking it's sort of neat because it's a little edgy. And I'm like, oh, no, here we go. Now we're going to have to deal with this and end up sorting out all the people who find out that, you know, it may not be quite as neat as you thought. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and so, yeah, I I think there's something to that, that it just it, it, it has gained some privilege but it's more like the impression that there may be some privilege there now i do think that in the last few years our community a good part of our community has taken the approach of you know i'm trans so what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which sort of gives you privilege because guess what there's not really anything someone can say if you said yeah i am so <laughs> and, well and we so go with we're that. going to kick you out of the army so we're going to take away your health care so i mean that's the trump's like answer to yeah but it hasn't worked yet <laughs> he's trying real hard oh he it's is like the little and, engine that and I, I, I have said this <laughs> i have said big wig <laughs> yes the little cloud puff yes <laughs> you know I, I, his I hair said, is really just the puff <laughs> yeah yeah kuma actually does a really good trump character <laughs> i actually got to do that trump burlesque in san francisco <laughs> for the encapia conference you say, you say you got to do it yeah, no, I performed okay, cool. it. It was oh great. Oh, my God. It was great. Oh, and, I, I, I'm just sitting here imagining that, and it just makes me happy. There, there are pictures of it. <laughs> There's video. <It's... laughs> oh, but, my God. But, you know, and and I, I think you know that, that's some of the stuff that you, you talk about privilege. It's like, yeah, okay, so uh, <laughs> I don't think we're overly privileged. But, but, you know, you really look at it, and everybody these days is claiming everybody else gets what they get because they're privileged, and it's like, yeah, okay, the fact that they worked 40 years to get something before it showed up doesn't count, I guess. Yeah, Kuma, you're privileged. You got, you know, you just went down to City Hall and said, hey, turn on the lights for me. Bam, it happened. You you went up to the state capitol and said, I want my own special privileges. Bam, it just happened. No, they actually came down here (laughs) when that started, you know, and, and then you got to go up because but, but, that's how privilege works, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I feel like anytime uh, someone named Chadwick <laughs> and a white guy and a bow tie on Fox wants to give me privilege, I'm just going to shut up and take it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know, cuz it's I will like... take all that privilege. <laughs> yeah. I have none otherwise. <laughs> well, and, and you know, it, it it's always interesting because when you work hard for something, you know, I'm quite sure there are people who would say the fact that you could go up to this hospital and do a demonstration just shows how much privilege you have. No, it's planning and willing to risk shit and do all the work and, and all like that. You know, it, oh. it's... Okay, so we have uh, some more news from the UK. Uh-oh. And this is in terse or still assholes news. This comes from Pink News, uh, and it says, Anti-trans vandals are plastering vile, quote, women don't have penises stickers around London. So this is a 
this is a new thing. Some so turf groups in the UK have gotten some money and gotten a hold of a graphic designer and now have all these kind of like vinyl stickers that they're running around town plastering. Uh, and drawing penises on everything. Okay. And wait, wait. You know, it, it, the, I'm, I'm getting too many comments to make here. <laughs> Your buffer is full. Go for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. yeah it's like, you know, to begin with, I know an awful lot of women that have drawers full of penises. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's like number one. My you mind know. immediately went to both like nightstand and underpanties <laughs> that's it so. that's exactly it and and you know for some strange reason i'm told that there are even underpanties that may have them attached oh yes, yes. but but at any rate so that's like number one and number two do they have a specific size it has to be before it counts <laughs> this goes back to an earlier part of this podcast but yeah. but is it like they measure it up and it's like nope you're okay <laughs> Because, so, cause, you know, there, there are penises and then there's things that, like, maybe, but maybe not. It also seems very, like, junior high school boy oh, to draw oh, dicks on everything. This is my... <laughs> yes, it does. Like, okay, so so Al, a non-binary trans advocate, uh, filmmaker, condemned those behind the stickers telling Pink News, this is comparable to teenagers <laughs> trying to be funny, drawing penises everywhere. It's incredibly immature, childish, and just ridiculous. It just continues to show that these fringe groups, quote, activists, are desperately are desperate and slowly unraveling with their activism, scare quotes. So, yeah. Uh, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, it's it's their their entire state of activism has devolved into taking markers and drawing penises. But but you know, and it also to me goes back to the bathroom bill thing, where it's like somebody's got to be the monitor. So <laughs> it, it's it's like. There's a person, and, and you're trying to decide as a turf whether or not there's someone you should hate. Mm-hmm. You got to check first. Well, yeah. Uh, to, to, well, they, you know, they need to do a chromosome test because. Oh, no, 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 they're, no. They're, wait, they're wait. So- stop, stop. They did not say anything about chromosomes. They said in their thing they don't have penises. No, 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 I, no. What they said, see, turfs believe that anyone who transitions their phenotype is male even though it's post-transition. And let's say that uh, someone like myself who has had surgery, uh, you know, that's still, you know, I have the, I guess, the spiritual energy of a penis and so that I carry that forward within, (laughs) into this, quote, female space, bringing the penis energy into the space and, yeah. and that comes from my chromosome my my apparent chromosome because i've never been tested apparently you, your but... chromosomes are made of anuses <laughs> and, 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 and and i i guess they instinctively know this by what they sense i mean i yeah so uh yeah so you're saying so they they i i think yes all turfs need to take it upon themselves to uh just set up a little booth outside of every single public bathroom there is and uh, demand that before any women can come in that they have to drop their pants that they have to do a general 
exploration, I guess. You know, and I know some people who genetic really test. Well. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they, you know, maybe they, they just kind of publish the metrics for being a woman. And, you know, maybe this one doesn't fit or this one, you know, and just, just embrace all that shittiness. Yeah. You know, to, to uh, win the, over public. Yeah. I, I think that would win over. Yeah. That, somebody. That would win. I'm sure that they would feel very empowered doing that. They would feel like they're really moving uh, the culture forward. So so basically, I guess when they do their sexual assault, you can have them arrested. Oh, yeah. Well, you weren't supposed to mention that. That was my whole deal. And and, and, and the the multiple sexual assaults, (laughs) they get arrested a lot. Yes, I know. This could solve the entire problem because then they go to prison and there's people there they can check out, but they may not be quite as easy. (laughs) Well, I mean, my whole plan was, you know, they go, oh, yeah, we we set up like... uh, inspection booths and then all the turfs in the uk get arrested in mass and then we don't have to deal with it for people that claim to not like trans women they sure do think about women with dicks a lot they do a lot and apparently now they're drawing them everywhere <laughs> i mean could you yeah, it's could a you lot have... like the like anti-gay preachers and they all get caught with a rent boy yes like we're just gonna start you know finding them with like trans sex workers all of a sudden and, and you know the other thing I, mean, I, I have a lot of very gay friends and it's hilarious because you you see one of those type of anti-gay preachers and everybody's gaydar is going off like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and I found these people to be pretty darn accurate when they're like, ah, yeah, they're gay. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, it's the same type thing. It's like, mm-hmm. It's all these things. But yes. So you guys have any uh, news? Well, you know, there's something that we might be following up on over in Fort Bend County. What's that? Well, it seems that the Fort Bend County Republicans have decided that pictures of a candidate that uh-huh. show them obviously at either a Halloween party or some sort of a pageant uh-huh. is evidence that this person is a cross-dresser. So they're really pissed while they're dressed. They're cross-dressers. No. Right? no? Um, I'm quoting, you know, I don't like that word anyway, but I'm quoting what they okay. said. Okay. For, 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 so people, for people who don't know, and by the way, apparently, you know, Oklahoma loves us. Yes. Hi, Oklahoma. Well, uh, so what is this county again? Fort Bend County. Fort it's Bend County just is to that... the west of us here. Okay, so that's close to Houston. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. real close to Houston. And uh, they decided to attack one of the candidates who's running for Congress on this basis. Now, this particular candidate is perfectly happy with the whole crossdresser thing, and in fact is going to go do some fundraisers based on the fact that they're accusing him of being a crossdresser, which he thinks would be perfectly fine because he doesn't, he's really tired of the transgender community being used as, you know, a way to uh, upset people and a way to demonize people. And he thinks we're all fine. But tell me about this fundraiser. Well, that's what he's working on. He's looking for people to participate. Now, now Will he be coming in his theatrical makeup? Because I, you sent me. I this volunteered picture. to give a makeover. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, you, it's you funny because there's three picture, pictures, and there's like, I, there's, I, how the hell do you get? Okay, this is a cross-dressing yeah, person. There, there's out of there's those three pictures. pictures. Two of them are someone who's in really good theatrical makeup, and and it, it's obviously mm-hmm. costume, but it's really good costume. Yeah. And the third one is obviously like a uh, Egyptian king look. And and not good makeup. That's obviously like the buy off the shelf costume. 
Is it okay. one of those like shirtless loincloth things? <laughs> I don't. It doesn't have below the waist. I it, don't know what. Yeah, that is. like it had some like I'm eye makeup, to, like, like heavy eye Egyptian. Yeah, I've like, seen those I'm, that have like the the like. Yeah, it didn't have the headdress, and then that, it's like basically all it is is just like a. Cloth. No, it's like you know, that, like really I mean, the first bad. two were actually really good. Yeah, probably I Egyptian. Like, wow, this I think guy Egyptian looks great. theme makeup that, that you know is actually really good makeup and all like that. But I'm like, this isn't a cross dresser. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe, well, but this like, doesn't even even with like historical things, mm-hmm. like historical you know costumes or right. whatever. Like you'll see guys men's costumes that are like robes or like mm-hmm. some that, kind yeah. of and that's what we're skirt, talking about loincloth thing. But it's obviously not a dress. Ah, you know what? They're going to send out, you know, emails talk, griping about, you know, people in Scotland. They're all cross-dressers. Well, I, I mean, and, and, and the fact is that the outfits, as you were saying, historically would have been what men wore, which means that, well, it's a whole cross-dresser thing. I get confused anyway. <laughs> I, I don't know which is which. Uh, you know, I either figure but, that I'm cross-dressing that all the picture, time or never. He looked fucking badass. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the he first two. Really good. I mean, yeah. it was it was really good makeup, really you know, and and that. So so basically, what what the candidate's going to do is, is put together some fundraisers and basically talk about social justice and the fact that there are communities that are uh, attacked for no reason whatsoever, and then in some cases that's used to attack other people, and that it's absolutely no problem. But obviously, this has nothing to do with that because this. This was Halloween, <laughs> you know, I, and and so probably I will be calling Yukuma saying, "Yeah, here's what he's doing. We need help. <laughs> we we need to like call whoever it was that sent out that email." Well, and say, we don't know who sent it out. See, this is one of the mm, things that, that mm. the only thing on the email was that it came from the Fort Bend Republican Party. Yeah, Fort Bend Republican Party. So I thought tomorrow I would give the chairman of the Fort Bend Republican Party a call oh, and see idea. if Kristen and I could come over and, and talk with him. Yeah, and and just see what's going on because uh-huh. this oh, is sort of that's interesting. That's a great idea. Yeah, and yeah. and you know. I figure he'll either say, wonderful, come on over. Sure. Or not. <laughs> it's it's interesting to me that like Halloween is the one time of year where it's like socially acceptable mm-hmm. to cross-dress. And even that is too much for the Republicans. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, one of the questions I have is if he's ever dressed up for Halloween and as what? We want to know all... You're you're dressed up going back to childhood. We we just yeah. need to be sure. And and, and you know, I, were I could, you in the third grade play? <laughs> yes. And, and as what an apple? I think that's much worse than. You know. But but you know, and 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 then I hopefully won't get into it. But who knows? It might come up. But it's sort of like exactly what does cross dressing mean? I mean, that assumes binary. That assumes a whole lot of other things. This you is- know, if, if we want to play dirty like that, what we would do is investigate the chairman and find, like, in second grade that dressed well, like what a about pony. these pictures and, and then we're like they're furries you know? <laughs> and, well, and, and that's the whole thing it's like I, I there are probably some people who have never done anything that can be misinterpreted uh-huh. but i don't know any and uh, I, they sound boring they are that's what i was going to say and i'm probably glad i don't <laughs> you know and none of this matters in the slightest. Uh, you know, and, and, and the other thing that I find sort of interesting is that in this particular case, that's obviously someone who has no clue about history. But, you know, they may be a product of the Texas education system, <laughs> which essentially says, no, you don't know anything about it. But, yeah, that's something we'll be looking at. And, you know, who knows? It could show up various and sundry places on that. So, Kuma, what, what you got? 
Well, this is uh, in What the Fuck News. <laughs> Wait, okay. can we use that word? Uh, I, well, I mean, we have. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so true. I, that's I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> okay. Okay, so earlier, uh, Kristen did a little shout out to Oklahoma. So this is Oklahoma shout out part two. <laughs> And the headline says, this Oklahoma school is closed because parents threatened one of its transgender students. So wait a second, an entire school closed because parents were going to hurt a kid? That's what it sounds Jesus like. Christ. Well, you know, if the parents are going to hurt kids, I think they should close. Yeah. It, you know, it's a safety thing. But anyway, Fuck. go ahead. Okay. So this comes from Think Progress. Um, and it says, this Oklahoma school is closed because parents threatened one of its transgender students. Parents in a community Facebook group referred to the 12-year-old as a maggot, thing, and it. Uh, a group of parents planned a silent rally outside an Oklahoma school Tuesday morning on behalf of a transgender 12-year-old who has been subjected to threats of violence. The school is closed through Wednesday in response to those threats. The student, identified simply as Maddie to protect her identity, has identified as a girl at school for over two years now, but has typically used the staff bathroom to avoid being harassed. However, when she arrived at the newly reopened middle school building this year, she was reportedly unable to find the staff bathroom and use the girls' room instead. Um, Maddie's mother... Uh, said that she used the girls' room, quote, one single time. Uh, a parent found out about the bathroom visit and posted threatening comments in a private Facebook group. Um, quote, the transgender is already using the girls' bathroom, quote. Uh, and that was from, their name is circled. So uh, Jamie Crenshaw said that. Oh, hi, Jamie. Uh, and she wrote that before misgendering Maddie several times. And then continued with, quote, We have been told how the school has gone above and beyond to make sure that he has his own restroom, yet he is still using the girls, end quote. Um, other members of the group uh, used uh, transphobic language with comments such as, How old is this thing? Uh, this thing, I love it. Got a name for it now. Perfect name. This is terrible. Y'all have a great y'all have great kids, and a little half baked maggot is causing them problems. Jeez, and then goodness. one other person said, "A good sharp knife will do the job really quick." Fuck. So, and so the school closed. The school closed. I wonder if there's any legal action being taken against the people who are threatening a child. And it's. Like, regardless of however you feel about trans people. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. It's a 12-year-old? Like, really? Yeah, it, it's... Exactly. I, I think I heard that, like, the parents took out a protective order against some of these people. That's that good. was fantasizing good. about stabbing the kid. So in, in this article, it says many of the responses <clears throat> seem to come from individuals who do not have students enrolled in the school hmm. and who may not even live in the district. Oh, well, that's not a surprise. 
Now, yeah. you know, I don't know what group they're posting this in, but... Apparently, it was a, a Facebook group for this specific uh, independent school district. Right. So, so, essentially, they aren't taking care of their group membership very well, if that mm-hmm. happened. That so, the, the article says that the superintendent, Rick Bean, closed the school this week after the comments were discovered. Um, I think that's good, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a real threat. Mm-hmm. And is quoted as saying, the thought was for law enforcement that you can have an opposing group that might be here and that could lead to problems. So law enforcement asked me if we would shut down until Wednesday so they didn't have to worry about those 360 kids in addition to what they were already having to deal with. So it... um, I mean, it sounds like they contacted law enforcement, and the law enforcement was taking it seriously, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Yeah. On here, it says the small town has no permit process for demonstrations, and officials weren't sure who might show up at the school to protest. Mm. So it sounds like the school was closed out of fear of protesters interacting with the other students, not necessarily for the safety of this oh, one student. Oh, well, okay. So the so they shut down the school because. Because, as you said, that there were people going to come and do a silent, quote, protest in support of the trans kid. That's... No, well... okay. That's I think the opposite. Yeah, I'm that, not that, sure. That, oh, that's I, not, see. I mean, okay. to, to me, it sounds like that they were worried about protests. They were also worried about people who were already there at the school oh. having some mm. problems. And, and to me, it sounds like the police took the approach of, okay... This is getting really complicated, and it could get really bad. We'd uh, really appreciate mm-hmm, it if you mm-hmm. shut down so we gotcha. could deal with the problems, which is sort of what they said, gotcha. and not have okay. to deal with all the other stuff. So, right, you know, right. it could it could have been either kind of protest. It didn't matter. Police okay. are sort of like, hey, get, give us some time here. Okay, okay. So um, the student's mother has also taken out protective order against one of the parents who threatened uh, Maddie in the Facebook group. Okay, so parents from that school actually did threaten her. It wasn't right. just trolls from out of state or something. Well, okay. at least one did. Um, the <clears throat> article says that Oklahoma state law does not currently guard trans people against discrimination. Mm. Uh, of course. Trump administration withdrew guidance last February protecting trans students under federal law. Of course. The Department of Education has also made it clear it will not process any complaints from trans students experience discrimination uh, in schools. Well, that's because they withdrew the right. guidance on that. So the superintendent uh, says he knows of no specific reports of Maddie being bullied. Uh, Maddie's mother's comment suggests the seventh grader's mental health is clearly caught in a crossfire, as one oh, would expect uh, sure. if Hell adults yeah. are threatening to assault and kill you. Um well, the other part is that adults affect the attitude of their children. Of course, yeah. I mean, could you imagine? I it would. I mean, whenever I was twelve, knowing that I was trans and keeping it quiet and everything, that was hard enough. I mean, could you imagine being trans and having parents, you know, talk about killing you? You know, calling you maggots, yeah, taking and, knives and see, to you. That's that's the problem. It's like these these parents are really, really, really setting their kids up for problems later. I mean, right. what the what the fuck? But that also, like, if that is the mindset of the parents, mm-hmm. that's what they're th- teaching their children. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's what I was getting at. Right. And so, and so, you know, like shutting down the school. Okay, part of that in my mind would be because you've got all these kids. 
uh-huh. whose parents have been doing this. So what right. do you do with them to make sure? That, oh yeah, I know, would imagine that you know, especially because uh, kids aren't born as bigots. I right, mean, absolutely. That's all learned behavior. Right. So it says on here, Tuesday morning's demonstration in support of Maddie will be completely silent. Uh, its organizers think the visible but solemn display is the best way for their message to reach people who threaten the family. And then there was an update that says the FBI and several other law enforcement agencies have stepped in to investigate the threats against 12-year-old Maddie in order to determine whether any of the comments constitute a hate crime. Uh, no arrests have been made. Okay. Yeah, and see, if it was done on Facebook, Facebook's actually being pretty darn proactive with that kind of stuff these days. Hmm. I mean, I, I think Facebook's worried about being shut down with all the problems they've been in the middle of. And, and you know, when you're making that much money, you actually become very uh, socially concerned, shall we say. So, I want to do hot takes, 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 takes. I still don't understand what that is, but let's go. Okay, so uh, the trans advocate... Uh, uh, Twitter says uh, Gallup has found that every year more Americans self-identify as LGBT. Millennials far outpace other generations IDing as LGBT. Bet the turf groups who have been pushing the oh my god, more are now identifying as trans than previous generations hysteria won't talk about this survey. And specifically um, it looks like for millennials of all ages, um, uh, there's like twice as many millennials identifying as LGBT than Generation Xers. And really, my generation, you know, it looks like only marginally more people are identifying as LGBT than the baby boomer generation. It's like numbers have almost doubled. In what, the baby boomers? No, in the uh, Gen Xers. In fact... Oh, yeah, but the, they, they're, you know, they basically have been so uptight about everything that they're just now getting around to coming out. That's, when, fact, they, that's when they're I, getting old enough to not give a shit anymore. One, one, one thing <laughs> that was troubling about this that I wanted to talk, talk to you about is um, it looks like for the baby boomers and the, I guess, the, the, the generation they're calling traditionalists that is from 1913 to 1945 the the rate of them openly identifying and as self-identifying as lgbt is dropping well, and uh, i wonder wait, if that wait, has... wait wait you know if you're talking the, the the group from 19 when was it 13 to 45 yes Okay, I'm not going to say it. You well, can say there, it. There aren't a lot of them around. <laughs> well, no, no, actually, what I because these are people that they actually talk dropping. to, um, you know, on the phone to, and so I'm wondering if this has to anything to do with the that, lack that, of that, LGBT competent care and elder facilities, yeah, where you have way, to go back in the yeah, closet. Yeah, but, but if if we maybe, but if we go back, don't forget, you're talking about people who are 73 years old mm-hmm. and older. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's well, the quantity that you're going to get is pretty small. Right. And don't forget that you have a big chunk of those people that were taken out with AIDS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. So, so you, you've got a, a population that just had a chunk grabbed and, and you know, killed off to be really right. Well, this, this covers the years two, uh, 2012 to 
2017. So for the past five years, this is a trend for the past five years. Yeah, mm. but but I'm just talking about the people that you would see. Gotcha. You know, I mean, it, it's sort of like mm-hmm. if, if you take the World War II era or the World War One, you have less males. In fact, right. I wonder I wonder how uh, HIV affects the 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 identification numbers specifically because you know it wasn't until like the early the like the mid 90s that you had so-called cocktails uh you know available to do fairly okay suppression without totally debilitating you and like keeping you on the pot 24/7 shitting yourself yeah. um you know so I mean that that was when you actually could live a reasonable life. Yes, exactly. And, you know, and now it's much better, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, now you know you've got things like a tripla where you can take one pill a day, and you know you can just go on live your yeah. life. So, I mean, but you know, a lot of times when you're talking about people coming out, um, you know, I, I think there's a whole lot of other stuff that has to do with it. Plus, if we get back to the younger millennials, etc., we're the popular thing to be. You know, so. <laughs> I mean, that's been my big concern. I'm like, I see it everywhere. I will will say this, and I'm not going to say how I I know this. Mm -hmm. Oh, we'll speculate then. (laughs) (laughs) But I do know several uh, older older, older, uh, men Uh who identify as straight Mm-hmm. On paper mm-hmm. and in public, mm-hmm. but behind closed doors are uh, everything except for that. Uh, well, yeah, oh, I yeah. mean that mm-hmm. absolutely, and I. But it tends to be in a very specific age range. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And so okay. I think it's it's more about that like public declaration of uh-huh. being LGBT. Uh-huh. Like even though they'll say it behind closed doors, or uh-huh. yeah, I mean there, there's there's definitely. A group- behave that way mm-hmm. there's, a but. Gr- there's a group in houston that's been around for a long time and i'm not going to say the name of it because it is somewhat confidential even though everybody knows about it and that, that essentially is upper class or people in really good jobs and that sort of thing it is purely lgbt related they have various and sundry go have a good time events mm-hmm. and all of these people say they're straight <laughs> and you know it it's sort of like i get it basically you have enough money coming in that it's not worth being out yeah so uh, the and, bottom and they li- can afford to have all their private stuff they say the bottom line is first the percentage of adults in the u.s who identify as lgbt has been increasing and is now at its highest point across six years of gallup polls tracking of the measure second the increase has been driven almost totally by millennials who self-reporting as being LGBT have risen from 5.2% six years ago to 8.1% today. Baby boomers and traditionalists, I've never heard of that generation before. Anyway, baby boomers and generation trans, trans God damn it. I'm trying to say transgenderists, and that's not right. <laughs> traditionalists. No, that would be Virginia <laughs> uh, Baby boomers and traditionalists have actually become slightly less likely to identify as LGBT since 2012, while the LGBT percentage among Gen Xers has risen only marginally. Yeah, I... 
So I, I guess my whole thing is that's who will admit it on a phone call. Yeah. So the thing is, for the past couple of years now, especially TERFs, uh, but TERFs and their right wing cohorts are, you know, like gnashing their teeth going, but think about the children, the children, you know, this generation, they're they're more trans than they were in previous generations and you know it, that must be mean that you know something so <laughs> i you know i wonder you know I, I mean i hate to put it this way but a majority of gay males are born to heterosexual families Shh, you're not <laughs> supposed to say that if you don't like us quit making us <laughs> That needs to be a bumper sticker. <laughs> Holy shit, that's great. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it, it's those things that are facts. And, and, you know, not many gay male couples have produced a gay male child. Well, you know, so... <laughs> like, none. So, I mean, if all queer identification across the board is rising among youth, then, of course... If you're looking at LGBT, then T would be included in the LGB. And, and so would the LGB, the whole bit. And I think the fact is that we're getting to the point where it's not such a stigma anymore. And in fact, in certain areas, we're the cool thing. And in fact, it's interesting. It seems like we're getting closer and closer to the Kinsey guesstimation of 10% of the population. Yeah, and I, I always find it funny when people absolutely rely on that and it's like you do understand that that was a random guess almost yes. <laughs> with, with a little bit of knowledge behind it because it was like well 20 percent's way too high five percent's way too low <laughs> where do we go oh it must be 10 percent maybe not? 12 i still say 10 percent is super low oh i think it's very low i mean if, if you take you know my survey of the population that i'm aware of oh it's probably 45 percent that's lgbt i have a little black book that's its own survey and it says that it's a lot more than 10 percent warning warning bullshit alert it's time for the alexis bullshit mega bullshit bullshit Alexis, I understand that you have something that is possibly bullshit over there. No, I don't think it is. You don't? Really? <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, what we're talking about here is this nice little thing that says, uh, from the Williams Institute in California, USA. It comes from California. How could it be bullshit? I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, never mind. I forgot Hollywood's there and all those other places. Mm-hmm. This, 78,000 transgender citizens could be prevented from voting in the 2018 midterm elections. Could okay. Be. Could be. Yeah, they could be. I mean, my view is everybody could be prevented from voting <laughs> the way it's going uh, and that sort of stuff. But what they're talking about here is that strict voter ID laws may present a barrier to voting for transgender people who do not have identification reflecting their correct gender. Hmm. Um, Yeah, but the fact is that voting-wise, you are stuck with using your officially registered Hmm. ID, like it or not. I mean, that's the way almost every state works. The problem is getting an ID and getting the appropriate voter, you know, identification ID for a lot of people. I mean... 
Uh, I don't know what, what it's like in California where this is coming from, but obviously I think they're talking about uh, across the country here. But like in Texas, one of the big problems is that to get an ID, you have to call in, get yourself in line. Then once you get there six or eight hours later when you get a scheduled time, you're going to be in line for an hour or two. They don't let you in the building until you're very close to your scheduled time, which mm-hmm. means it's August in Texas. You're standing outside in 90-plus degree heat and 100% humidity. There are a lot of people who can't do that for an hour, hour and a half. And then you have to go inside, and there's always problems with it because you have to have original documents. And some of the documents that they require there's probably a reason that you don't have ID because if you have to have an original birth certificate and those sorts of things, that gets to be really, really difficult, especially if you were born outside this country or you were naturalized. And there's just all sorts of problems, usually for people that, that uh, don't have everything document-wise, it takes them a couple or three trips. Now, a lot of the people that it takes a couple or three trips are not physically terribly healthy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so this is a huge problem and there's a lot of other people that just can't take off work that much time to go get an id and 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 that is where i think the really big problem comes in and you can always vote a provisional ballot but it's going to be thrown out because you don't have id one of the things in texas that i happen to think is somewhere close to ridiculous is that if you vote a provisional ballot you have six days to show up downtown to prove who you actually are and that you should make it happen. Uh, Sometimes it's less than six, but I think it's six this election. Hmm. And and so it it is really difficult. And I actually think that there should be something done across the country to say, we have some alternate way to produce a real ID. And, you know, maybe, Hmm. maybe we let some, you know, for-profit companies start doing the research and that just so that it can happen easier and quicker. I mean, if you threw profit into it, they'll find a way (laughs) to get the people. I mean, you know, I know profit's sometimes a bad thing. But, you know, if you can make money by going and uh, helping elderly people or infirm people get their IDs and doing this stuff. And, and you know, if, if the people doing it are certified and under oath do it and maybe do it with a court or maybe a judge or something like that, if, so, if there's other ways to get an ID, then I think it's good. Right now in Texas, you have to go to DPS, like it or not. That's the only way. So it's so is this. Because I know, so this is like a press release from the Williams Institute. So my my sense is that what's going to happen since they say May, by the time it gets into various media, it says that, that May will turn into a will. Like 70,000 people, trans people, won't be able to vote. Yeah, because and, and May is right. Uh, mm-hmm. I think an awful lot of people, though, you know, are very hesitant to vote because if their ID doesn't match how they're presenting themselves, they're going to show up looking like one thing. It's going to be a different thing. Mm -hmm. And and I don't mean thing negative here, but, you know, it's going to be different when you get there and they're worried about how they'll be treated. Now, in the Houston area, that hasn't been a problem most of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And if people do think it's a problem, we always tell them to come out and vote early with us and all the people there know us. What can I say? <laughs> you know, and, and it just won't be a problem. But but the real key is that, you know, you've got the problem with getting IDs. You've got the problem with IDs not matching your presentation. And then you have the problem of how do you feel about showing up with an ID and having to show an ID that doesn't match your presentation okay. or name and, and those sorts of things. So um, events, we've got, um, let's see, the Monday night meeting happening at 
Bering? It, it happens at Bering. Bering? And I, yeah. I just found out that we need to actually reach out to some of the therapists in town and let them know where that is because some oh. of them have been still saying that it's over at Grace Lutheran Ooh. where ah. we have moved out of. We moved over to Bering and apparently people like it. There was hesitancy oh, at first. It was change. What can I say? <laughs> then after they actually had air conditioning and a really you know, nice space, they really did like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that trans people would be hesitant about change. I've always, you know, I mean, well, the, the two of us understand that change is like an hourly thing, minute thing. It's, it's so, like, you know, every two minutes, what do you want? <laughs> on the 24th in Germany, uh, there's going to be something they're calling the uh, Trans Inter Dyke March. Trans okay, Inter that sounds amazing. It, yeah. it does, but I, you know, I don't know what that would be. Um, <laughs> so apparently, they're uh, meeting at some place that I can't pronounce, <laughs> and all of their information is in German, so I can't tell you about it. Ich kann nicht Deutsch. No. <laughs> but they can look it up on the site. Yes, they can. Okay, great. Absolutely. And, um, oh, and, you know, the Unity Banquet's coming up 29 days from today. It uh, is. And and we have, you know, an MC that we're looking forward to. You can find that all on the website. Oh, excellent. And we actually have at least one confirmed, confirmed speaker. And hopefully we're Fantastic. going to have another couple. And then... I have, I have an event. Oh, what's It's your not event? on the site yet, but it will be. Oh, okay. So, uh, the Houston Intersex Society is having the... Southern Regional Intersex Meetup. Oh, fantastic. Uh, it will be in Austin Absolutely. and on September 29th. Fantastic. Is that because y'all are going to help keep, keep Austin weird? Actually, it needs uh, to become weird. Yeah. My it's opinion. It's not so weird anymore. No, it's pretty... Um, we have a friend that has offered to host it, and Excellent. it falls on the same weekend as Gender Unbound, which is a trans and gender diverse uh Arts Festival. Oh, so we're very excited. Excellent. Okay, so you better get it up on Facebook. I know. And websites. I'm, I'm, I'm actually and making actually, the event tonight. The, the Trans Advocate, <laughs> uh, that was something that I do need to announce. Uh, you know, you don't have to be logged into the Trans Advocate. I mean, you could just submit your event on the Trans Advocate site and it has to be approved. But how do you, you submit know, it? Is there... You just go to the Trans Advocate and whenever you go to. Right at the top, it'll say events, and then if you scroll down to the bottom of the events page, that means under the calendar of events and the list of upcoming events, there's a huge black button that says, add your event to the Trans Advocate events calendar here. Click okay. that, and you just fill out the form. That's it. Um, so there's one other event that I want... So there is um, a celebration of Trans UK happening um september 8th um so apparently things are getting so fucked up in the uk that they can't actually say where they're going to meet or when they're going to meet if you're if you're interested in this event that's going to have health educators uh, keynote speakers uh, art films comics um, just all kinds of stuff you actually have to email them um, and all this information is on the trans advocate you have to email them and like I guess 
tell them who you are and why you want to come yeah, to the event? You know, this sounds really strange to us now, but in the 80s and into oh, the 90s, course. this is the way we had to do everything. Yeah, yeah, and before yeah. that, absolutely. But but even as late as 95, 96, that's what we did everywhere. Excellent. We didn't keep lists of people except in, you know, people's briefcases that were absolutely secret and those sorts of things yeah. because basically we were being stalked in the tax. Right. I mean, but Jesus Christ, it's come to that again in the UK? Come on. Jesus. Well, anyway, it looks like tickets are five, uh, let's see, full price attendees will pay 15 pounds, I guess, the little L yes, thingy. Yes, that's pounds. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you're, you pounds know, sterling if you want to be ticket. <laughs> if you're, um, so apparently they have a, a reduced rate of five pounds if, if um, you know, you, you need that tick, that price. So anyway... Um, they uh, they have that uh, going. Go to the Trans Advocate for all the uh, event updates. And thank you again for joining us for another Trans Advocate podcast. And we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Trans Advocate podcast. We are a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Your support makes what we do possible. Resistance means nothing without supporting elected officials who won't attack trans, intersex, and queer children in our schools. They can't vote, so you're going to have to do it for them. If you live in the U.S. and are not registered to vote, we can help you with that at our site. Register and vote, no matter what. The Trans Advocate Podcast was produced by Kristen Williams. All rights reserved. The Trans Advocate is a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Trans Advocate or the Transgender Foundation of America. Okay, talk again, Kristen. Hello, one, two, three. This is Kristen. Well, hey there. I did eliminate you. <laughs> You're back. This is Kristen Williams with another trans <laughs> That's going to be our official intro, right? <laughs> yes, that, that is. It's recorded. Don't worry about it.